This is a podcast from Minute Media. Outline for mine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Let me take a drink of water first. Jesus Christ. There you go. I don't have any alcohol. Hopefully this isn't as bad as it was with the Rollbob guy. <laughs> you missed that part, Josh, because we. No, I, I didn't. When see, I was didn't see it. When I was doing the intro for that, like I fucked up like five times in a row. Like I was like, <laughs> la la, blah, blah, blah. like Dude, so that, many times in a row, and I couldn't get it. I just couldn't that get intro it. Intro <laughs> is brutal, man. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> tough. All right. All right. Cool. Okay, Intros are hard. I agree. They are hard. <laughs> hey, you're myself. All right, we're good. All right. Okay, and we're back. So now that you guys have gone through uh, most of the rest of the pod, you've got all your Bearcats, everything that you could possibly want and need. We have everything you could possibly want and need when it comes to the Bengals with our boy, Josh Miller. I would introduce you, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself so you can hit everything, say whatever you want. And when you're done, give us your favorite Bearcats moment of the season. Fellas, how's it going? Oh, my God. It's it's so good to be back on, uh, you know, where I got all my podcast start right here on Viva La Cat. I, I just think it back of the good times that we had. So excited to be back. So, hi, everybody. My name is Josh Miller. I am the host of the Back Row Bengals show. You can find me on Twitter at Back Row Bengals. You can also find my blogs on fansided.com. Head over to fansided.com. Read some about the Bengals. Read uh, a lot about, um, you know, anything that you'd like. And then... Uh, if you uh, read my current blog now, it uh, talks about how the Bengals are po- quite possibly the best team in the AFC, which I believe. Uh, you want to give you my favorite Bearcat moment of the season? I would got to say going to Notre Dame and running them out of their own stadium was pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> really cool. I mean, just it was so loud. It really was like it was noticeable. You could hear the let's go Bearcats constantly. Um, but I guess going down to Dallas was a close is a close second. That that was a lot of fun. And. You know, that crowd, the crowd down in Dallas was awesome. It just, we just wanted to explode about something. Like we were just yeah. ready to just lose our minds because the crowd was amazing. And, you know, I get goosebumps uh, watching them run out of the tunnel. Yeah. But great to be back. And we got a, we got another playoff team to talk about, don't we? That we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So That's true, baby. Yes, we've sir. got a twofer in Cincinnati this year. Um, maybe we can rebrand our city as the, football mecca maybe that's yes. a, bit of a stretch but i think it's i think it's possible we got two playoff teams yes. which is a first time ever ever for cincinnati so that is a huge step forward in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, but more importantly especially what we've got you on here for Yay. is to tell us about the Bengals because the they're Bengals. kicking some ass this year Joe and Burr. i think that it's about time that uh we give some proper recognition to the Bengals. so josh oh, of course I'm going to lead you off with one question here just to start, please. What's different about this team this year? What's different about this team this year is, is basically that ego, that, that, that little glass ceiling that we've always thought that this Bengals organization team franchise has always had. There is no glass ceiling. Really the the sky is the limit for this team. When you look, go back and you look at like the 2015 years on down, you see, you know, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot, there was a glass ceiling. There was, you know, limitations on the team. You know, Andy Dalton was a great quarterback, but I mean, he, he had limitations. A lot of these, a lot of these teams that were to the playoffs for us were injury ridden. I mean, what, when we went to go play the Colts, I mean, the early, our best receiver out there was Bahamut Sanu. 
and you know Marvin Jones was out, AJ Green was out, uh, and then even then in 2015, even though that team was probably one of the best uh, the Bengals have had in these past two decades. I mean, you're you're playing with a backup quarterback. It just that that just is what it is. Andy yeah. Dalton's not out there. I mean, when he in that year he was having a career season. This this year it feels very a lot different. It feels like that this is a team that can win in prime time. It feels like that this is a team that doesn't crumble when the lights are the brightest. I mean, you just you go back, you look at uh, the Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, uh, have to come from behind to mm-hmm. win that game. You go and get a gutsy win in Denver where you needed it the most. You beat KC to win the AFC North. You beat Pittsburgh twice. You beat Baltimore twice. This is just a team that takes care of business, and they win where they are supposed to win. And then also on top of that, man, they're just they're just so much fun. They're so energetic, so much fun to watch. And um, one more thing, it's just not one side of the ball either. It both 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 sides, both the offense and the defense are playing very very well. So I would say that's that's the biggest difference I see out of this team. Well, yeah. even in their losses too. Like uh, I was at the Packers game earlier this year. Yes. They went down. They went back and tied it. Should have won that game honestly. Like mm-hmm. they had a chance to, but then the gusty Ohio uh, affected both kickers. Uh, so <laughs> unfortunate on that one, you know. And then uh, like Josh, what were their other the other like close losses? Like the bang the Browns two yeah. Browns games. Like the one didn't matter, and the other one right. was kind of a toss up. Like yeah, the uh, the Niners game went to overtime. As Niners well. Chargers. Um, I mean, you go down the list with their with their losses this year, Steve. You pretty much nailed it right on the head. Uh, yeah, Chargers, Niners, they're in these games. The Packers, uh, Bears, they're in these games all the way to the end. Just the ball doesn't bounce away. Hell, I mean, you want to talk about a, a game that should have bounced our way and didn't. You want to talk to the freaking Jets and Mike. F. I was White. just about to point that one out. Mike yeah. F. And, can I curse on here? Yeah, go right Mike, ahead. Mike fucking White. Mike <laughs> fucking White somehow comes out of nowhere and throws for 300. So, but but they're in these games. They're ne- They're never out of these games. And I got to tell you, when you have number nine as your quarterback, you give them a chance in every single game. There's not Absolutely. a single game on the schedule that I don't think they can't win. Yeah. Well, and I think the biggest thing that, too, like I've noticed with the Bengals this year is just kind of to what you said already is that they take care of business. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of teams like in previous years, we've looked at some of these games, like look down the schedule and like the Bengals just get beat when they get yeah. beat. And right. there's no games this year where I've seen where like we've just got our ass handed to us. Like yeah. we have not gotten blasts out of games. We've been able to compete. We've been able to stay with everybody. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, really interesting because you look at the schedule too. like we're 10 and seven on the year. Mm-hmm. I think we very easily could be like, uh, I don't know, a 12 win team or a uh, 13 or 14 yeah. win team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much, I mean, Steve, it's, uh, we kind of pretty much nailed it on the head. You bring that up. Yeah. We, this team should be, around 12 to 13 wins uh, up. I mean, the Chargers game, they were a better team. They just, they killed themselves in the first quarter and the game was over from there. They tried to battle back, but they just couldn't finally seal the deal. Uh, Packers game, man, that was just weird on the kickers. Just, just miss, yeah. miss, miss. The the Jets game, I mean, there's, there's thousands, there's, Thousands of things that happened that should have bounced our way, but then the, the Browns uh, game was the only game where they really got manhandled. Right. But I yeah, think that true. was a game where like OBJ just got kicked off the t- or they let release from the team. And mm. like, I think they all needed to get like their emotions out. And that was just the perfect week where Baker did not look like uh, a left arm uh, was fa- his arm was just <laughs> falling off of his shoulder. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like other than that, like they've been competitive in every game. Yeah. You're right. And uh, Josh, we sparred a couple times in the group chat this year mm-hmm. about like Zach Taylor. But can you tell me about like what he's changed this year? 
I mean, you just want to look at you. And yes, me and Steve have, have gone back and forth plenty <laughs> of times in our group chat. Um, but but one thing that he's changed is is the culture of the team. I mean, the locker room is just incredible. These guys these guys are so easy to root for. You can tell that they're bought in. You can tell that they're that these players are here for the right reason. They're here to win. Uh, they they understand that this is their job. They don't let ego get in the way. They play together. They play as a team. I mean, when you go back and you look at highlights, or if you watch the All Twenty Two film. Watch the sidelines when the Bengals score a touchdown. The entire defense runs down to where the offense is and just goes ballistic. I love watching. My favorite one's got to be the Mike Hilton uh, pick pick six against Pittsburgh. The entire sideline just, like, runs down and tackles them against the wall. It's incredible. So I got to say that Zach Taylor's done a lot with that and changed the culture and the locker room and what it means to play on this team. I mean, a lot of that has to do with Joe Burrow, too. But a huge amount of credit has to go to Zach Taylor and putting guys in the right position as well. Definitely. And I think like it's just I, th- I think he got a little bit of criticism for his first two years where he yeah. didn't really have much to work with. And like I still think the other teams in the division had their best years last year and all mm. the other three teams were down this year. And yep. that helped the Bengals. They obviously beat two of the three teams in the division and didn't have to beat the Browns. They were already like they had already won the North. And right. Just those games against, like like I said, Packers with a really good quarterback, Mahomes, really good quarterback with the Chiefs, Herbert, really good quarterback. Like you said, Josh, the defense has been playing a lot better this year than yep. expected, and I think it can only be a positive for Saturday mm-hmm. um, when Derek Carr, who I don't think is very good. I'm, I'm not the biggest NFL guy right. for our listeners and yep. for you, Josh. I'm not the biggest NFL guy, but yep. just from what I hear and what I see, I don't really think he's the greatest ever. Like, and we already beat him. That? Right. That's, that's true. But well, yeah, I, the 2013 year where <laughs> I went to the playoff game after we oh were going to play the Chargers and Phillip Rivers oh. after we had beat them five weeks before. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I had oh, to bring it up. Bad memories, man. Um, yeah. So if, to talk about the Raiders, I, I mean, Derek. I'll be honest. I love the Raiders story of what they had to go through this entire year and they still find a way to make the playoffs. That, that is, that is kind of cool to see. But that being said, I, I mean, Derek Carr is not better than Joe Burrow. That, that's that's plain and simple. He's not a better quarterback. The Raiders are not a better team than the Bengals are. Um, they just, I mean, you look at it. I mean, Sunday night, they went through an absolute war to, to just make the playoffs. Um, yeah. Gas. They're coming all the way across the country. Uh, Derek Carr is 0-5 in games, I believe, under 40 degrees. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be freezing cold. It's going to be raining out there. The Bengals have pretty much rested everybody on their team last weekend. Yep. Too. You already see, you've already seen this team. You beat them handily at uh, Las Vegas. And the Bengals, if you remember that game, did not play well. They did not play well in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon really kind of had to take the game over at the end for us to uh, walk out of there with a W. So you take look for this team just starting to pick up, go off, and uh, they're they're going to be passing a lot. I would say, um, Derek Carr, he, he's good, not great. He's an average quarterback. He is what he is. I mean, and I'll tell you this: the Raiders are lucky to even be in the playoffs. It's that, that's yeah. I see that. That's how big of the gap I see between the Bengals and the Raiders. Well, and that's actually one thing. I kind of want to jump back a little bit here because it'll tie into this question too. Sure. Is, I mean, do do we give 
This is just asking honestly. And of course, we're all biased towards the Bengals, but right. do we give a lot more credit to the Bengals for beating the teams that they did in the AFC North? Or do we have to share a bit of the credit? Because it was very noticeable that the other three teams in the AFC North were down. Granted, we beat yeah. them. And yeah. I mean, we swept the uh, swept the Steelers, swept the Ravens. Like, yep. we did what we were supposed to. But do we give more credit to the Bengals or do we just kind of go with it? That's a good point, Justin. Uh I mean, obviously the Ravens were just absolutely they they were they were done from the start of the season. They they were absolutely injury killed. And then once Lamar started to get injured, uh, I mean that was that that was it for them. It's lights out. And then and then the Steelers. Here's the thing about this uh, about what you kind of said and and how the other teams are kind of down this year. The Steelers are going to be like this for a while. Uh, this yeah. is kind of how I'm watching it. I mean, they're they're not going to be in a great draft position. Right, fingers crossed. They're not going to be in a great draft position. They they don't know who their quarterback is going to be next year. Uh, their defense is is you know with minus TJ Watt is is not that great. Um, but I don't know where the Steelers start in terms of how they're going to rebuild. Uh, the the Ravens will be back. That being said, I do think that this Bengals team is set up for more success in the AFC North than any of the other teams. I mean, yeah. Baltimore Baltimore can be good, but every single year Lamar gets hurt at the end of the year or they stop 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 playing well. Uh it Joe Burrow at the end of the year picked up and you know, mm-hmm. obviously what happens, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home to clinch the AFC North. So, I think there's a lot of give and take that we do have to understand that the Ravens are completely injured and, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to sweep them next year than it was this year. Uh, but I, I think the most of the credit to a long answer to your question, most of the credit should go to the Bengals and what they've done and how they've used their locker room and how good they've been this year. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. We got stuck on the mute. Um, well, then no, you're good. She was just barking. So oh. I just uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you can hear her right now. She, um, bad. So, Justin, do you have something else? You can cut cut this part out. No, no, no. No, you can go ahead if you got one. OK, uh, just real quick. Uh, you know, Josh, like you said, Joe Mixon kind of took over that game. It was Evan McPherson and Joe Mixon who really won that game in Vegas against the Raiders. So mm-hmm. um, even though it's going to be a cold day, I don't think the Raiders really have the DBs to match up with us. No. Do you think the same game plan can work against the Raiders? Because that game was pretty close until the Raiders went for it on like fourth down mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Yep. And then they they didn't get it. Bengals went, went down and made a drive and scored yep. a touchdown, I think. And that was kind of it, right? Yeah, right. No, and I don't believe that it's going to be the same game plan. I think what they're going to try to do, they are going to try to use uh, the passing game a lot more than they did in Vegas. And in Vegas, like you said, like Joe Mixon kind of took over the game. Evan McPherson hit three fifty plus yarders that led to us winning the game. I believe the passing attack is going to be a lot more. I mean, you're kind of seeing they're just kind of letting Joe Burrow cook. They're they're letting him throw, you know, throw his arm off, and they're they're doing a great job of it. So. I mean, what's working against, you know, the greatest, the better defenses of the league, you might as well keep going. So I think they'll, I think, I think they're going to change it up. They're going to pass a lot more this Sunday than they did against the Raiders before. But now then that being said, they start shutting it down, give it off to Joe Mix and let him take yep. over. Yeah. Well, and there's no bad kind of, option. Kind of to your point too, that you were talking about Burrow and like just really letting him throw. Mm. I think one thing that I've found interesting and it kind of, devolves into the Zach Taylor conversation throughout the whole season is, you know, kind of to the idea of play calling and, you know, has, have things been right and have things been wrong. But one thing that can't be argued is that what Joe Burrow 
came off of from last year to now, I feel like it's unheard of for somebody like, I mean, I forget who I'm trying to remember who said it. Maybe it was uh, like the chiefs OC or some coordinator for the chiefs said like, it's like, he's like a young Tom Brady. It's like, and it's, it's lofty. It's, it's kind of a lofty thing to set against, but at the same time, like you have to really look at this guy and realize we've got something that really has not been seen before because somebody's so granted he's young. He, it's not like this is a, you know, 10 year vet coming off of a knee injury the way he did. Like he's young, he'll be able to heal faster, but he's performing at a level that surpasses so many other players in Cincinnati history. So I'm, I'm curious what you see Joe Burrow as and where you think, um, not necessarily his ceiling, but where you think he can go well, from here. I mean, well, let's think about this. I mean, he's had a total of zero off seasons. He, he didn't have one during the COVID year, and then he tore his ACL. We didn't even know if he was going to be ready week one. And just like that, he's got the highest QB. He's got the highest PFF grade in the entire NFL uh, at quarterback. He's just been, he's been playing lights out. It really is something truly special that we have to understand that that this is what we have. I mean, this is probably, I mean, I, I would really, I would take Joe Burrow over any other quarterback in the NFL. And that's no an exaggeration. That's not being me being a Bengals bias. I mean, for him to come off of that knee injury to have no off season to slide right into the role of savior of the franchise and handle it as well as he has. I mean, he can go, he can go so far. He will bring Super Bowls to Cincinnati. I, I can tell you that in my lifetime, there will be Super Bowls in Cincinnati because of Joe. Um, so it's a matter of when it's going to happen and, you know, obviously what kind of team. I do think that this team does have a legitimate shot to go far in the AFC uh, in, in the playoffs. I mean, obviously it's a pipe dream going to Tennessee is going to be hard. But your first game, if you had to look at any of the any team from the playoff picture, Maybe minus the Steelers, who would you pick out of it? You'd probably pick the Raiders to play in the first round. So, but I, I, that's this team, not just Joe. Joe Burrow will be the, I mean, he is going to be an MVP. He's going to have multiple MVP seasons. He's going to, he's going to be a pro bowler. He's going to have, I mean, he's going to probably have multiple Super Bowls here in Cincinnati. So, I mean, it, it really is truly incredible. Imagine him getting an offensive line and then having an offseason. A lot of that credit does go to Zach Taylor. I will say, for him mm-hmm. to be as ready as he is with no offseason. That is a lot that has to do with Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan and the quarterbacks coach. Just it's, They've done an impeccable job with him. So, um, Josh, I'm not I – w- I wouldn't say that I was on either side of the Sewell-Chase debate. I was sure. maybe leaning a little bit more towards Sewell just because of the fact that he got hurt last year sure. and the offensive line was not really anything to, like, be – incredibly excited about and i would have liked to see a generational talent like sewell but just the generational talent that we have now in jamar chase is just something that's unbelievable and the fact that he might be the if not the offensive rookie of the year is just crazy to think about just like what what does it mean right now for us to to have probably like the best combination of young talent in the league because joe's on younger than 26 correct yeah 25 yeah, Joe Burrow's 25, Jamar Chase 21, uh, T. Higgins is 22, 23, somewhere around there. I know Mixon is 25. <laughs> it is stupid. It's stupid. Boyd is and like th- 24, right? Yeah, right. And think about this. We have our entire offense, our, our into all, all of our um, uh, uh, skill groups, all of our skill groups, we're held, we have them till 2023. We have Joe Burrow till 2023, Joe Mixon, 
Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, all have them through 2023. So this offense is really going to grow. I I do want to just mention one thing about the Chase Sewell debate. One of the things that I I feel like was a argument that I had a lot that I didn't really see mentioned uh, was that one of the reasons why Joe Burrow got sacked so much is because the receivers weren't creating any separation. So getting a receiver like Jamar Chase, a generational talent, like you said, is going to create more opportunities and more downfield shots and quicker time to get the ball out. So that being said, I mean, he's done exactly that. This offense is clicking. This is exactly what this offense needed was a guy like Jamar Chase. And uh, he, he, if he doesn't get offensive rookie of the year, it, it's a robbery. He, he a hundred percent deserves it. I believe he locked it up when he, uh, with his game against the chiefs, he goes out and he just handles his business and, you know, plays like he has been the past couple of weeks. Uh, he'll, he'll have this thing locked up. It's a, it's incredible, and this offense is going to go a long, a long way. Well, I have that. I have a question that tails into that perfectly. Yeah. So, you've mentioned so many names, and it's crazy too when you look at like, I mean, across the board, like defense. Obviously, I, I, I just don't know as many guys on defense and like yeah. the standouts per se. But when you look offensively, who's got to be your MVP on the year for the Bengals? If you had to pick one, like it's it's so hard one. because there's so many options, but like everybody's contributing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who would it be? Who would it be? Uh, man, I, I, I got to go with the franchise. I got to go with Joe, Joey B. I mean, he's just played so incredible and just his, his way of running the offense is, is something that like 10 year vets don't have. He's mm-hmm. so smart in between the ears. His communication is impeccable. He's able to run the offense. And one of the things that has killed us, the Marvin Lewis era, and it's a credit to both Burrow and Zach, but a lot has to do with Burrow, is how good we have been the past year at the end of the half and the end of the game. Both of those have been absolutely incredible. They've won us games just that. I go back and I look at Denver. I mean, Denver, you got nine seconds left. They get a quick 30-yard pass. Evan McPherson drills the uh, the field goal. That was because they were able to know, okay, ball's got to be out now. Tyler Boyd's got to catch it, get down, timeout. And because that's how smart they've been. And that's because Joe Burrow knows what he has to do. His situational awareness is incredible. Being able to read defenses. I mean, you, I mean, you can't zero him. He's even said it. you can't yeah. fucking zero him. I mean, I, I don't know what defenses are going to do against him because he will just pick them apart. Can't run zone. He'll pick you apart. And then if you run man to man, good luck, man to man on Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Someone's yeah. going to be, someone's going to be open. Someone. And then if, if that, if you somehow shut that down, He'll just turn a turn the ball and hand it off to Joe Mixon. I, I mean, they, yeah. I don't know how you how you stop the offense. I really don't. Yeah, I think it's just basically getting home to the to Burrow. But if he's yep. getting the ball out in under two seconds, yeah, you're you're kind of screwed. You just kind of kind of yep. hope that maybe Jamar drops one or maybe there's mm-hmm. tips and stuff. You know, um, I, I have to say though, Josh, like, uh, well, my pick for defensive MVP would probably be Trey Hendrickson, just because oh, he's been yeah. a, had a monster year. But my goodness, yeah. Man, Josh, uh, I'll be honest. I've been a jilted Bengals fan over this past five-year stretch. And, like, uh, Understandably so. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just, like, you hear all these jokes from outside, and you're like, maybe they're right, you know? Maybe we don't right. spend money. Maybe we're just not really focused on winning. But you know what? Like, this year has definitely brought me back in. And I, you can call me a bandwagon all you want. I'm definitely <laughs> probably a bandwagon. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I... I listened to all the media whenever the Bengals won a game, but when we lost the game on Sundays, I was like, I'm not listening to part <laughs> of my listening. take today. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to pass on that. But, I feel that. Uh, so for like 
I mean, obviously, Josh, I've been watching the Bengals. Like, we've all been watching the Bengals as long as we've been alive. But, like, Justin and I have had the conversation before, and you've been on the other side, and I applaud you for staying consistent that, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been – sometimes it's been hard to be a fan of this team, oh, you know. Hard. And, like, so just from your perspective as a longtime fan who's, like, stuck with them, like, have you – would you say you've probably watched, like, most of their games since you've been uh, alive? Prob- like, pr- probably since I was 10 or 11. I never miss a Sunday. I, so, I've, I've watched them for a long time. So, like, what does this mean to you? Like, you know, this franchise generational quarterback paired up with some really great talents on the uh, on the mm-hmm. offense, a defense that has been well worth its money and came up big in big situations. Like, what does this resurgence of this team mean to you? As like, it's a, it's it's everything. Long fan, to yeah, me, right, yeah, right. It, it, it's it's every it's everything to a Bengals fan to a to a lifelong fan. I mean, to have. To not have to be asking the question, who's going to be my quarterback next year? Who's going to be at head coach? Who's going to be running my defense next year? Who's, you know, who's going to be doing this? Who's going to be doing that? To have that is just absolutely incredible. It, it, it makes me feel great. Then on top of that, I, I have a genuine belief about this. This is the best Bengals team we've had in the past two decades, including the yep. playoff teams, including the 2005, including For 2009. Sure. This is the best team. I, I genuinely believe that. There's arguments all over the place that you can make. But to have a team like this and how together they are and how likable they are, too. This is a very likable team. The guys are fun. Yeah. It looks like they're having fun out there. It looks like they want to be here. They love the city of Cincinnati. Even though Joe Burrow says there's nothing to do here, but there's plenty to do, <laughs> Joe. Uh, but and, and then also on top of that, you guys will, will appreciate this. Uh, this is the social media game for the Bengals has been incredible in the fan yeah. outreach and what they've done differently. Um, Elizabeth Blackburn and Katie Blackburn have, have been um, just absolutely godsends to the organization. I mean, they, they really have. They, and um, you know, Elizabeth is one of the reasons why I, I'm currently working with the Bengals right now, which is so much fun and a blast, but she's just, she, she does so much. She's brought a lot to Cincinnati, brought a lot of national media attention. So to be able to flip on, um, part of my take or flip on get up or flip on good morning football. And they're talking about the Bengals winning and going yeah. to the next round and what they can do and people picking them as a dark horse, Super Bowl team. And this and rookie of the year, Jamar chase. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so refreshing and it's just, it's, it's everything. It's, it's what I live for. I mean, when, when this season's over, I'm, I, I might be over like this thing. I'm going, <laughs> I go into hibernation, man. A hockey turns on, but man, I don't know how the Jackets are going to be. This yeah, year. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Josh. Like, it feels like the whole voice around the franchise has changed completely this year. Yes. And now that may be like that Marvin's gone and like Andy's gone. And mm. while those guys were great, like, you know, there's no Carson Palmer's anymore. Like no one from that old regime other than like Kevin Huber and Clark Harris. No one's here anymore from those old teams. And yeah. It just feels like the vibe is completely changed. Like you're right. Like Elizabeth Blackburn putting in all the stuff she did this year. Like I went to that Thursday night game against the Jags and like just them shooting off fireworks from the, the roof of the stadium yeah. is like something from a Bengals fan perspective. And like they do the lights thing too, which is cool. But like yeah. something that like, I don't know, they get knocked for not really spending money on things like that. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it makes you appreciate it. Like sometimes when you're like, oh yeah, that did change. That's cool. You yeah. know, and I, I you're right. Like social media game has been a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. I feel like just also it's just the tone set by Burrow. You know, he's like yeah. 
he's not going to say much. He just puts in his work. And then like, I feel like he's very Joe cool. You know, he's yeah. like very even tempered. He's very even keeled, but he's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. Uh, Justin will know this, Josh, but my favorite part preseason tradition of the Andy Dalton era was a article that would come out every year in training <laughs> camp. Be like, Andy Dalton is looking to take a more vocal role, a role yeah. <laughs> uh, within the leadership department this year. And like, that's never going to be an issue with Joe. Like that's yeah. never going to be an issue. He's always going to be that guy. And the thing with Andy, that's also different than Joe. People are going to want to come here to play with Joe. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I can't say that yes. about Andy. Like, all respect to Andy. He's the nicest guy in the world, but like he just, he didn't do it. He wasn't that quarterback that Joe is. So no. Yeah. I I mean, you pretty much nail it on the head. You did cover a lot. I want to try to, I try to hit everything here, but I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head here when small things like the shooting off the fireworks or having the stripe hype team or decorating the, the stadium up a little bit more or, you know, or, or um, uh, doing the ring of honor, small things like that matter to us. And they matter to Bengals fans. And the Browns have understood that that's the, and the Blackburns have understood that that stuff matters. And they, they're, they're starting to implement it. They're doing a lot of great things. I hear a lot of banging going on in the back. <laughs> um, they're doing a lot of great things uh, to, to bring in everybody from Cincinnati to Cincinnati and to watch and, and bring a fan base back that has been, desperate for a winner and then also on top of that you're right people are are players are going to come play with joe burrow they see what we're building here we're going to start getting higher and higher level um free agents and especially when the Bengals are spending money on free agents you had mentioned trey hendrickson it has had an impeccable year we paid him we paid him a lot of money we signed him to a four-year deal players notice that because a lot of people were not going to take a chance on Trey Hendrickson. He was getting lowballed all over the place. And the Bengals took a chance on him, and it worked. The Bengals are taking more chances. We, and also on top of that, remember, we have the second most cap space in the NFL next year. So Which is have a ridiculous. Lot of, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's incredible. It is ridiculous. We're going to have a lot of money to spend. We're going to have a lot of free agents wanting to come here. I'm telling you, like this team is going to be is really, really good. Next year's team is is going to be bona fide Super Bowl contenders. I saw a tweet today. It's like, uh, how, which ownership group do you feel more confident in? It was from December tenth, twenty twenty, and the Reds won in a landslide, eighty five to fifteen. <laughs> Poll only had like a thousand votes, but like the Reds won in a landslide in that vote. And if you ask that same question today, it's eighty five fifteen Bengals. Like yep. it's crazy to think of how much it's changed over a year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and absolutely. that's one thing that I was gonna jump on there too. Is like. If you look at the way the entire organization was viewed as not just like nationally, but from the fan base itself, like you really couldn't blame a lot of fans for falling off the wagon a bit. Like, yeah, because they it, it was clear that the organization was giving up on the fans and it seemed like nothing was really like materializing. And then you just get like, and I want, I really want to know, like, from like an inside perspective, like if somebody could just finite tell me, was that season to get Joe Burrow? Did they just like, was it ever so purposeful? Like, how bad was it? Where, <laughs> like, was it just we're losing, we're losing, we're losing? Okay, go with it. Or was it like from the beginning, I see that guy, I like him, that's our guy. Screw this season, we can get him next. Because, oh. like, the way that this has changed, like, Joe Burrow is the guy. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's, there's no question about that. No and question. Any, I, I can guarantee you that 20 per, at least 20 of the other teams in the league would look at Joe Burrow right now. And probably more than 20 would look at him right now and say, all right, switch him out, upgrade our QB right now. I don't care who you have on your roster. So many other teams would be able to take him in a heartbeat. Yep. And like, that's a thing where we haven't had that kind of talent in so long. I mean, AJ green, like had a, you know, a couple really yeah. solid years where like he could have gone anywhere, mm-hmm. but like Joe Burrow looks like that guy. And he looks like he's going to stay that guy, yeah. which feels, yeah. it, it feels nice. And it it's, it's something it really to look does. forward to because yes. like, we know no matter what the result of this game is or the game after or the game after that or that, mm-hmm. like whatever happens in the coming weeks, we know that we have a future and set. Mm-hmm. And like you said, perfectly, Josh, there's only things to look forward to. And as a Bengals fan, if you're a diehard, if you're a weekender, or if you're like, you know, just chiming in on Twitter. Yeah. Like no matter what you are, it's fun to be a Bengals fan right now. And it it looks like it's going to be fun to be a Bengals fan for a long time. And it's not just fun to be a Bengals fan. It's fun to be a Cincinnati fan in general. Man, I tell you what, it, it is so great to be a Cincinnati fan. We have been so spoiled over this past year. We are the football city. I've been trying to coin that like Cincinnati (laughs) is the football city. First city to ever have a playoff team in both the NFL and college football. I mean, undefeated. You got Joe Burrow. Both both saviors wore nine. Like it's literally perfect. Luke Fickle can I mean, run can run that university. Joe Burrow runs the the rest of the city. Like it's it's a great time to be a Cincinnati uh, football fan. It really, really is. Now we just yep. got to see if the Reds can keep up uh, well, and more we'll talk about them later. So and FC Cincinnati, <laughs> FC Cincinnati. I'm sorry. What have you done for me lately? Hey, I Justin, was there season just... one. I was there season one. I was bought <laughs> the hell in this Shot whole ride years and they got me. They freaking got me. And I want to <laughs> see some product that's worth watching because what we've had is bullshit. Fix it. Justin, we that's can all thank... I have to say. All we can thank FCC for is like uh, putting a bug in both the Reds and Bengals asses and be like, yeah. oh, we actually need to compete. Like, yeah. there's another team here now. And we then gotta, falling off we... a cliff. Yeah. So thanks. Splattering into thanks. a million pieces. Thanks to them for that. Appreciate it. So, uh, Joshua, I will be in the building on Saturday. You Amazing. will be in the building on Saturday. Um, what predictions do you have for us? Uh, I don't want to predict a score or anything because I am superstitious, way more superstitious about the Bengals than I am the Bearcats. So, I get it. But I get it. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Well, I mean, the Bengals open up at six and a half. I I love the bet. I'm taking six and a half. I mean, that's <laughs> they're the second highest, the second highest point spread in the league. That's for a reason. They, I always go back to Vegas knows they 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 just do. Uh, six and a half. I'm ta- I'm taking that six and a half. If the Bengals don't turn the ball over, they will win the game. That's it. That's a, there it is. If they if Joe Burrow keeps not throwing interceptions and he doesn't throw up careless balls and Joe Mixon holds on the football and T Higgins holds on the football, we'll be just fine. Bengals are going to win. We're going to end this playoff drought and we're going to we're going to be celebrating on the banks and we're going to party all the way till uh, Monday night. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I I think everything is lining up uh, the right way. Uh, like 
like you said, you know, the Bengals are six and a half point favorites. Derek Carr uh, is not very good in the cold. Uh, another thing that's interesting, they don't have a way to really practice for like how cold it's going to be on Saturday. No, they can't, especially like after going for an all out war for 70 minutes on Sunday night, like then that quick turnaround time to be the first playoff game of the weekend on Saturday afternoon. Um, it's going to be tough for them. And like, I mean, like, you know, all of our guys are rested. Raiders have won four in a row, but the Bengals had won three in a row before sitting all the guys on Sunday. So I think uh, as long as the Bengals stay hot, you know, I I don't want to say anything, but don't say nothing. I I feel good. How about that? Fuck the Raiders. Bengals by a million. Bengals by a million. Love it, Justin. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Justin, you don't even care about the curse, do you? (laughs) No, dude. Like, I'm so, I'm so over this curse. Like, it's, I don't, I don't care. It, if it's if it's gonna if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be this year. Like, I mean, if mm. we're supposed to get through it, I mean, and technically, like to be fair, like we're the curse has always been the pro sports curse, whatever. But at the same time, like the Bearcats made the playoff, like yeah. so technically, we already broke the curse. If you're being technical, but if you're talking uh... like pro sports and you want to go Bengals, Reds, all that, okay, yeah, we're in the same boat. Like shit sucks up until now because this is going to be the difference maker and. If I'm wrong, somebody can clip whatever they want out of this podcast. They can make a mockery of me. I don't care. I'm sick of losing in the playoffs, and this is the year that's going to change. You can't tell me that there's anything different otherwise. There's no there's no information out there about the Raiders and about the Bengals, everything that we've been given about the entire season that tells me that the Bengals will lose this game. You got it. We're, and if we're they in. do, well, then hang me at the gallows at high noon. <laughs> Because we'll, we'll hang I up am a, a blast square. square. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm boots. knocking on the. I'm knocking on the wood here, just in case. Yeah. Well, it has been a, a very exciting and fun season, um, and I'm glad that we got you in here at the end of the season. <laughs> Hopefully, Love not the guys. end of the season. This season yep. is going to keep going. Yeah. And maybe we can get you in for a little bit too to talk about the Bengals when they go to the Super Bowl. I'd love um, to, man. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to, and you know, we would talk. I'd love to talk about some draft prospects from coming from the Bearcats. Maybe yeah. staying a home, staying is, home. That would be staying absolutely home? lovely. Absolutely. All but right, we know bro. you got another show to get on yep, to. He's on. a busy man. Busy but man. Again, thank you, Josh, for joining us. Coming back, it's always nice to have you on. Um, and hopefully the Bengals get it done and break this fucking curse. I'm so sick of it. Everybody else is. Let's just get it over with. Break the curse. Rip that bandaid off. Rip it off. Rip it off. I got to tell you what, it it is an absolute, you know, dream to come back. I I love this show. This is, this is where I started my podcast career. And this is where I fell in love with it, with these two bucks right here. (laughs) Uh, I had so much fun guys. Thank you so much for having me on who day. Let's get a win. And, uh, can't wait to come back on. Thanks, Joshy. Can I do the Viva La Cats? You might as well. We haven't Yay! done it in a while. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start it I, off. It's, it's been a man. It's, it's been a little. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done it. So I, I need to. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Viva La Cats. Who All right, fellas. Have a good one. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Take care, Josh. All right. Have fun. Love you guys. At Backrow Bangles on Twitter. <laughs> see ya.